Hello, and welcome back to Emotional Catalyst, the podcast where we're sitting down with guests and asking them to expand on their personal reasoning behind their favorite musicians, records, or songs being what they are, just one piece at a time. So this time around, we have Becca describing her taking to the band The Slits. I was excited to have Becca on the podcast as she spends a good amount of free time reviewing or playing music on the side amongst her grad school studies. Uh, she didn't disappoint and had plenty to say on her love of punk music, the music scene in Bloomington, Indiana, and what makes a punk band stand out among a movement of punk bands. So Becca introduced me to the house show scene there in Bloomington, which we discuss a bit after all the band talk and what it means to pay attention to maybe a paper flyer for a small band versus following someone's Facebook presence. Uh, Becca was my first calling guest. There may be a few slight audio hiccups, but all in all, everything went smooth as could be expected. So enjoy. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, shall we? Uh, we shall. I guess welcome on the show then, um, formally, now that we've kind of squared Thank everything you. away. Um, so. <laughs> Becca, um, I brought you on. I was actually really interested to talk to you since I know you have um, you know, kind of your side job with, with writing about music and, and attending shows and everything. So I was excited to have you on the podcast to talk about all that. Um, but I wanted to start off with just kind of where you came from. Um, I've been asking people um, where, they, where they started, like kind of where their music influence came from when they were younger, whether it was listening to what your parents listened to or just kind of where you got your music from in say middle or high school so did you have like any like particular spot that that came from well I would say it's um definitely my dad he um has probably the most extensive record collection I've ever seen like outside of a record store um and like got me interested really early on in like um I mean his main genres of music he listens to are like classic rock and uh like punk specifically like punk from New York because that's where he grew up and I grew up as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, my mom was really interested in like folk music and my dad was also like a deadhead. So I kind of came in like liking a lot of stuff from the 60s and the 70s and the 50s as well. Um, and um, not really listening to like a lot of current music until probably, I don't know, elementary school. And that was when I, I learned, you know, my friends were listening to like the Spice Girls and stuff like that. So I started getting into pop music and then my brother got me into like he was listen he was listening to rap music and hip-hop um and so I would steal his his uh cds and so I kind of just had like a pretty eclectic uh group of uh you know a, a lot of different genres of music that were surrounding me um so I was really lucky about that and then I don't know probably probably when I was in middle school is when I started having moving from just listening to the music that um my parents and my friends and um were interested in to kind of like having my own identity and stuff and um that was when I kind of started diving a little bit deeper into punk music and um I guess indie rock and and emo was really big then ska Mm -hmm. um stuff like that so then um I since I've been talking to mostly people around my age uh, how did you get your music when once you started like discovering songs that you liked and, and the different genres? When I was in, I mean, I guess Napster. Mm-hmm. Napster, I remember using, but it was what was it was it Kazaa? Yeah, Kazaa for a while. That, I I was a LimeWire kid. 
LimeWire, yeah. I use LimeWire because uh, I think Napster was the first one a little bit, but yep. it wasn't, it was kind of like, it, it was, I was pretty young for that. And then, and then Kazaa and LimeWire. And then as soon as like, like BitTorrent and all that stuff came around, like I was just, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't really pay for music, <laughs> but um, now mostly uh, like Bandcamp and, um, or like I'll buy cassettes and. Oh, you like still a, buy cassettes local- now? Oh yeah. Um, cassettes. I mean, at least like kind of in, um, like punk circ scenes, uh, Mm-hmm. Cassettes are like back in style. They're really easy um, to record on and cheap, and you know to distribute and everything. So, um, I like uh, had my parents send me like my old boombox from when I was in <laughs> elementary school because cassettes are cassettes are now relevant again. Yeah, I had seen uh, some bands and such releasing cassettes. I think special releases. The first time I remember seeing it was I think the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, and they they put out that cassette tape. But that's at least when I remembered oh, seeing yeah? them again. That's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking um, at some point, whenever um, I get my act together to to record some music on my own, that will probably just do like an EP on a cassette, like a four track or something like that. And <laughs> it'll be really shitty, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Kind of all the sort, all different, all different kind of ways of of um, getting music. Back when I was in middle school and high school I remember it was a lot more about ownership of music like it was a lot like you know if you had like 10,000 20,000 songs on your iPod or whatever that was like you know you're really cool or whatever and now I don't think that's as important it's more it's less about owning mp3s because you know streaming Spotify um is such a thing now uh that it's 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 less it's kind of less about having owning like a huge music collection. It's more everyone just kind of expects you to have access to it at this point. It's just finding out how people do it. I I have my group of friends that like I know some use Spotify, I use Google or people that use iTunes and I kind of jumble between all of them like I I'll, I'll specifically go to those apps to send them songs, but yeah, you just kind of be like, "Hey, listen to this" and and send them a picture of the song or something. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy. Um, I mean, Spotify is like, I'm pretty sure, like all those streaming websites are, I mean, probably the music industry was ruined with like the, as soon as the internet became like a big thing, mm-hmm. um, at least for artists, like making money off of their work. But um, Spotify, like streaming stuff, definitely. Uh, it's like, um, it's pretty, uh, pretty dismal in terms of how much like Spotify makes off of all of their ads and their membership fees versus um, how much like the artists actually see of that. I think it's um, a half of a cent per right. stream. I've seen breakdowns online that kind of compare like what the artist gets paid versus what streaming service it's on versus plays. And it's not very great for, for many of them, but yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's so I think, I think it's cool that like a lot of um, like, scenes are turning toward back towards like records and cassettes um and kind of like embracing the artistry behind like those material objects and like having like a like a not necessarily like a large collection but like a really um well curated collection but that also the artists see more money you know see more from that so Mm -hmm. i think that i think that there are like some pushbacks on more like diy levels but 
as far as like beyond that making money it's with like spotify and stuff like that it's uh not really a thing anymore yeah for sure um so then kind of on that thought with like records and cassette tapes um when you go and listen to music do you kind of go the streaming route where you just listen to like songs on random or do you like listen to albums all the way through um mm, it totally depends i would say that i i listen to albums um all the way through but it, it depends i mean if i'm listening to like a lot of just because because of this column that i have and the current where my energy is directed is like definitely in like the local scene here in bloomington a lot of it is listening to like full albums but like if i'm listening to a band that's got like songs that i specifically like then i'll just play those songs but mostly for me i think like there's uh there's something that's really great about listening to like an album it's not just it's it's that all of this there's some sort of like coherency or some sort of concept listening to all of those songs and how they come together and how the artist or the band like chose to 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 you know to string them together um and to kind of create this concept so yeah i like to listen to albums as a whole and kind of i don't know it gives me more of an idea of like what the band is doing like what their sound is yeah exactly that i i would say i'm i'm pretty much on the same page I like doing like kind of best ofs for kind of bands I'm new to, but then like sitting down and listening to a record, I think is one of my favorite ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you touched on it, I think a little bit earlier, what instruments do you play or or do you play instruments? (laughs) I do play instruments. Um, My, so my, like the first instrument I ever played and the instrument that I would say like technically I'm the best at is the piano. Um, I started playing that when I was like, I don't know, four or five years old and also the clarinet and the saxophone but the it, really the only thing i'm playing these days is the drums um and that's probably the thing that's giving me the most joy and excitement um so uh yeah i've been i've been playing the drums for i guess about 2 years now nice and then yeah. since you play instruments does that kind of give you like a different appreciation of the music that you listen to like more technical way of listening to it or can you just like kind of separate yourself from what you're it's, listening to versus what you play for sure i am having such a ball i mean well it's been two years that i've been playing the drums um and i think probably a year since i've been like really playing the drums a lot more and getting um more excited about learning different techniques um but it's like i'm listening to all like i'm, I'm listening to all of my favorite music that i've been listening to my whole life in a completely different new way um, I listen now to the drum. Like, that's the first thing I'll hear whenever I listen to a band um, is, like, the drum, um, the beat, and, um, you know, I'll try to play it. Um, but, yeah, I it, it's really, really fun to listen to, like, a band that I've been listening to, and I've listened to that album a million times, and I listen to it in a completely new way, you know, now that I've kind of got this new appreciation of... Um, the the drum yeah so then i uh again i kind of already know the answer to this but you do attend a lot of live shows and stuff um i guess what's your your approach to to going to concerts like singing dancing just sitting back and enjoying it yeah i guess a little bit of everything um if i'm writing about the show 
it's a little bit I should probably not be, you know, partaking as much in the, the partying aspect of it. So I usually will try to not get, you know, have too many drinks or whatever. Um, but uh, usually, it's yeah, just um, I mean, I, I'd probably say during the semester here, I go to like, like four shows a week or five shows a week. Um, it's in blue. I mean, the Bloomington um, music scene is really rad, but it's very live music focused. Um, and so uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's really how I'm feeling at the time. Like sometimes I'll just go to a show because I, um, because more, more along the line, I don't really necessarily feel like going out, but I want to do it because I wanted to cover the band that was playing or, you know, maybe I, it's a, more of a social event. So it really just varies, but I don't know. I love live, I love live music. It's my favorite way to consume music. Um, to, that's a really weird word to consume. It's my favorite way to experience music. Um, uh, just be like, just kind of being in the room and kind of being able to see, vis- like have, see everything come together um, with, you know, multiple senses rather than just listening to it um, on a stereo, but um, kind of being there and watching that happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's something that's so amazing about like a live show and also in Bloomington, um, there are a lot of house shows, like, so a lot of, um, there are, like, a, a ton of different houses that will host, uh, like, shows from, like, local and touring bands out of their basements, um, and those shows are a little bit more closer to, like, a party, house party vibe. Obviously, there's, a, it's the concert, because there's music, but uh, it's a little bit more of a social event definitely I, I would love I love live shows where there's less of a separation between the people who are performing and the audience and uh I mean I think that's probably one of the reasons why punk is my favorite one of my favorite genres of music um and definitely my favorite genre to see a a live show for um yeah I don't know I I'm not I've never I used to be a, I used to do like the moshing thing and the crowd surfing thing but I feel like I've grown out of that. Um, so now I'll kind of stand to the side and check, check out what's happening. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that yeah. that kind of covers you as the music listener. So if you wanted to get into like the the band that you were bringing to the table, then, then let's jump on that. Yeah, it's really funny because I was talking about before about how I was like, I love an album and like, and actually like the band, the band that I settled on, or didn't settle on, but the band that I, I had, the one that I chose, like, I actually don't really like their recorded studio album and it's as much as like their live, they, I mean like recordings of their live stuff. Um, but the band that I was going to talk about is The Slip. Have you heard of them? They're a British um, punk rock band. The Flip? F-L-I-P? The Slits. Slits. S-L-I-T-S. Oh, The Slits. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I have not heard of them. Um, Yeah, they are, um, I would say, one of my favorite punk bands of all time. And uh, they were a, like, kind of one of the classic British uh, punk rock groups that came out in you know, 1976, the second half of the 70s in London. And they were, I'm super rad. They uh, have that quintessential 
like British punk sound, which is a little bit more, a lot more like reggae influence, I think, than like the stuff that was coming out of New York at the time. Definitely uh, had a very amateur sound, but an amateur sound that had a lot of like, I hate I hate talking about like punk bands that that are technically you know amateur have that kind of amateur sound and like and and I don't mean that in a um like a uh as a as a bad thing it was it's kind of something that was really when I first listened to the splits it was something that was like this really feeling of like freedom to listen to a bunch of people who um weren't necessarily wrapped up in like um all of these technical skills and all like virtue, you know, like virtuosic musical playing, but actually just focused more on um, like creating something that I guess felt genuine to them. That was very um, ephemeral and um, was very emotive. Um, And so, yeah, the, the split, which is kind of one of the reasons why I don't like their, recorded album as much as you know looking listening to like live recordings of their music is because they sounded different every single time that they played music um and um palm olive is uh the drummer from that band and like she's one of my favorite drummers um and you know she was so rad because like uh and was actually a, a one of one of the drummers that was really inspirational to me when i like first started because um she was a complete, I'm pretty sure she was an amateur drummer or close to that. And, um, you know, she like songs would start and end and the drums would still be going or, you know, whatever. And it was, and, and this was, you know, less about kind of doing something that was so specific and like virtuosic and more about like having this, this, um, this like really just natural ability to, to kind of, like feel the atmosphere of the room that they were playing in and stuff. And so it's really awesome to listen to their live music. I'm like rambling a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that you're, that's what you're here for. So I guess when, when was the first time that you listened to them? And then like, when did it like really sink in that, that they were that awesome to you? Like what you were describing? Probably high school, but it was, I got more into them when I was, in England. Um, I did my undergraduate degree. I went to Northern England mm-hmm. and, um, uh, that was kind of when I started to like try to learn a little bit more about like music that was, I mean, I knew about some bands, but like those when I was kind of trying to focus more on music that was coming out of England. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I started getting into them in college then after college. And then it's kind of only really just like, expanded and increased since then um uh uh, one of the members of the split viv albertine she wrote this um really rad book that's called close 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 music 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 boys 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 um and it's kind of like this (laughs) really it's kind of a silly title but it's um and it's you know like it's kind of a uh musician autobiography which is its own kind of genre of music, the genre of uh, writing. I don't know if you're uh, a fan of that, but um, it's like, I start, I read this book and it was really that, that got me even more kind of interested in like what it was actually like to be in a punk band during um, in London, you know, during the, the second half of 
um, the seventies, but also to be like, um, uh, in a, like a female in a punk band. Um, and also kind of what that scene was like, um, kind of how fashion and style was so wrapped up into all of this. And, and, and really just like, I, you know, learned a lot more about and, and kind of developed a greater appreciation of the band, but, um, but yeah, no, they're awesome. Cool. So then is there any particular like song or album that, that sticks out to you the most that, that you've listened to from them? So they had, um, what was, they did a, um, God, it was like, uh, like 1977 maybe was when they did a Peel, um, like session, like, yeah, 1977, I just looked it up, um, was, uh, um, John Peel, like, uh, did a whole bunch of like BBC live recordings of like a lot of punk bands, like avant-garde music at the time. And, um, he, they did, uh, they did a, a live performance for BBC radio one in 1977. And then that was before they ever had an album out. Um, I mean, they had a lot of music, they were performing for years and had a lot of music before they came out with an album. And so their first album, which, was kind of that their first recorded album was my introduction to them which was was called cut and that came out in 1979 um and um they didn't really do anything after that until they had a brief revamp in um like 2000 and i want to say seven or eight album and then did a tour but i don't think it was um i don't know i if there was that much um, kind of stuff surrounding it, hmm. but um, but yeah, they so they really had just like a bunch of songs that they played live, and they had this album cut, um, which is a, I mean it's a great album, and I don't know I liked all the songs off of it, but I would say probably like their biggest hit is the song called Typical Girls. That's kind of the one that a lot of people um, know about um, when they think of the slip. Um, but yeah, their sound was very like super raw. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of reggae beats kind of throughout their songs, but really accelerated with accelerated tempos. And um, so like an, so like that's like an accent on the set, like a duple meter with an accent on the second. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So so um, they kind of the Clash and the Buzzcocks and and uh, were you know in in that kind of it was a small it wasn't at least i mean i wasn't there but from what i've read about it it wasn't kind of that big of a circle everyone kind of knew each other but yeah i'd say probably typical girls was it's like their biggest hit typical girl all right but it's so it's, it's kind of like when i listen to their music it's less about it's less about like listening specifically to songs and lyrics and more like and more like putting on their music and just like dancing around and feeling great um just the fact that like it was at some point it became okay to, and like not only okay, but embraced and like part of an achieved aesthetic to make music that kind of sounds that is purposely trying to sound raw and purposely trying to sound amateur, but like n not as a bad thing. Um, but really to kind of like deconstruct this like, like hierarchy and of, you know, in terms of like music um, and really kind of break that down. Like I, that really for me like listening to the splits was like this is a really great band and they're the all these people are, are amazing um you know these are like amazing artists 
and also like I can go ahead and do that. It's it's more complicated than that, but it's like this like it's like the freedom that kind of comes along with like not necessarily caring, um, it, it, like an attitude almost, um, which was it really kind of drew me to this band um, when I started getting deeper into them. So that I mean everything you just kind of described to me kind of stands out as kind of being a punk attitude, but. So what made them as a, a punk band kind of stand out among other punk bands to you? I'd say that in terms, I would say for me, I always get like, I know like the clash is always the group that gets the credit for being like the punk band that like, um, but that like uh, really like used that reggae beat, like, and, and kind of incorporated ska Um and into their music but like i think the slits were doing it better personally and i think that and like yeah they were like their first album i think was off of island records um in london like at the time like the reggae and like ska scenes and like punk scenes were like very kind of like geographically close together like bands were playing at like the same clubs and stuff and so i think like this i feel like and the Slits were honestly, like, at the center of it all. But, like, they're not really... I mean, they're not, like, not heard of. But, like, they don't really get the credit that, like, you know, they're not the Sex Pistols or the Buzzcocks or the Clash or whatever. You know, they're they're not, like... They're, they're, they're kind of, like, deeper cuts. And I feel like that's... When I, when I listened... When I first began to listen to the Slits, I was like, well, why? I think that they have a lot more like variety in their music than a lot of the other punk music that was coming out of that area. Their songs are like, they're, none of their songs really sound the same and like they're funny and they've got, it's like, you can, I feel like, you know, when you listen to a music, when you know, when you listen to like music and you feel like you really can like, I don't know, whoever's writing the music, whoever's like writing the song, like, you can kind of, like, feel like you know what their personality is like. Mm-hmm. Like, their personality just shines through in, 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 this, in the music. And, like, it's it's something that's not, like, it, you can't kind of, like, teach that. You can't develop that as, like, a skill. It's, like, something that you just, like, you need to – I mean, you can. I mean, obviously, like, it takes – like, I'm not trying – I don't want – I don't mean to, like, minimize the amount of, like, work that does go into it. But, um but it's it's also like a lot about having like this like a musical ear and like creativity and artistry. So like I don't know, yeah. I just feel like I feel like more than 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 a lot of bands that were coming out of that area and at the time the splits were doing that and they were they were rad. They were awesome. Awesome, yeah. I guess my parting question would be, um then uh if you could pick a particular like uh, I guess, okay, before I ask this, you mentioned they, they had a lot of music they were playing live and then they released an album. Like, is the bulk of their music kind of live recordings and things like that? Or do they have a decent amount of, like, studio albums now? So they've got, um, Cut is, like, their album that, that they that's, like, the album that came out when, um, when they were playing live in the 70s. And then they have sent like they ha- they've kind of done a couple of reboots and done albums with those reboots. So they had one in 2008 or nine, I think that was called trapped animal. 
and there's a few really good songs on it. I ought to be honest, have like haven't listened to it as extensively. Their newer that their kind of newer stuff. Um, I feel like you know, like when a band does like I, I I don't have anything against bands like getting back together, you know, 20 years later and like and making new music, but it, it, it's definitely a different thing. It sounds different. Um, and so if you're so for some of it, like to be if you're so, you know if you've been touched so much and you're so into like what they sounded like, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to like recreate that magic. So I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to say that their new stuff isn't good. It's just like, for me, not as, um, it didn't reach me kind of as much as uh, their stuff that they did in the seventies. But yeah, they only have this one uh, recorded album, I believe called cut. And then they had a, a lot of like a ton of live stuff. And like, you can look up, um, they've got a bunch of live, recordings on Spotify on different things but like you can YouTube um, you kind of have to do a little bit of like a search um, to get um, certain things but you can like YouTube footage and stuff right on kind of to your to your point you just mentioned yeah I I I do think it, it gets different when when bands kind of depart and get back together in that like also how you mentioned they had that 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 feeling they were expressing they were having fun and they were getting that out through their music but then when you like kind of get away from it and then come back like that's a good many years that they're like that many years a different person they have those years of experience behind them and i think that comes out kind of in the music too and it kind of changes the the final product so to speak that that you're consuming um or listening to so like I, that's how I kind of right, see like yeah. o- over time when bands change, that's like, they've got their life experiences that are going into the music and that's, what's coming out and you're hearing it different, but you have that picture in your mind of what it should sound like. And it's, it's never exactly that. Exactly. And like so much, I mean, so much of this early, like, uh, like the punk music that was coming out, like at during, like, I guess what people call it like the first wave or the classic punk or whatever, whatever um, was, like very youth oriented it was made by like you know teenagers um like really young people um and so and like that was a part like that was kind of a really big part of the music was like kind of the the woes of being like um you know like that like being like bored or being angry like that like very raw emotion that you experience when you're young mm-hmm. um was is kind of such a huge part of a, a lot of that early punk music and um and so i think that i mean i think that like that unfortunately that i feel like that's something that goes away like that <laughs> intensity as you get older i don't know um and uh and so after that it's like it's like when you have it's just really hard when you have something that you like it it's really hard to have like a over multiple decades to really like a band consistently for so long because they change so much um but i mean i'm sure there's some bands that i like their more recent stuff than as opposed to their older stuff i just can't think of it at the time right now yeah for sure I, there's definitely cases of both i think for a lot of people it's just yeah. uh s- something i like to observe when people are like oh they changed and they sound different it's like yeah duh because they're different people they're they're living their lives too and that's going to come out in the music. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So back to the parting question I was about to ask. Um, 
if you could get a tattoo related to the band somehow, like lyrics, album art, which which is why I went back to album art because I I was trying to think of what albums they might have. Um, oh, like what what kind of tattoo did would you I? Get? Of what I? Mm, okay, so I'm not really big on like band tattoos. I okay, so one thing I would never. Okay, I have a I've got how many tattoos do I have? <laughs> I'm counting them. One, two, three, four, five. I have six tattoos, and none of them are like, none of them are like references to like lyrics. I, I have no word tattoos with words on them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but um, only because like, I don't know. I'm I I feel like there's when I was when I was like you know 14 years old, and I was listening to I was listening to like a lot of like. Dashboard Confessional and My Chemical Romance and, and, and that, like, I had some shit that I was like, I'm going to get this tattooed on me. And, like, I probably would have if I had the money and, you know, the the ability to do it at the time. But, like, I'm so happy that I didn't get those words tattooed on me now, in retrospect. Um, so, like, I don't know. I'm, the, like, getting words tattooed on me, I don't think I would do. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, could, you, oh, could you think of any like sly references or something like uh, a picture of some sort that might reference lyrics that that are favorites of yours? Maybe not say it outright, but kind of allude to it. Um, I think I think I would get like if anything, it would be like a visual. It, it could be, I don't. Well, like their artwork is like they're like naked on the cover of um that's like what the album art is so i probably wouldn't get that tattooed on me maybe like a cartoon like if i had an art if i if somebody i know who i can't i'm i I can't draw or anything like that but if i i have friends who are who can (laughs) if um if somebody did like a cartoon version of like the, them performing or something or like maybe even just like like um paul Mala's performing the drummer mm-hmm. um and like a cartoon version of what she looks like playing the drums or something like that i don't know yeah i would be i'm more interested i, I like pictures more than than words and, and like specific references so that like i know what they mean but like other people might not Right, they could look fine. at that and be like, oh, that's cool, but maybe not know the meaning behind it. And then you kind of keep that to yourself. Do you have any tattoos? I do not, no. I've been considering it for a long time and just haven't done it. If you got a tattoo, what would it be? I, In my mind, I'm picturing just like a medley you, of album art. What? A medley of album art? Yeah, that's that's what I have in my mind is just like a mixture of maybe like the most influential albums. Um, I've actually been practicing kind of drawing at least some of my favorite album covers. Um, if I could find a way to like oh, link them all together somehow, then then I would probably do something like that. Um, you could just get them all like mosaics across your back. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I, I kind of want it to have some structure to it, not just like piecemeal like this album art here and and this here or like for sure. Or like just make my back a um, like a quilt of <laughs> just different albums. Um, what what's like what what's like one album as, that would be on that or like a couple? Um, the the one I drew lately and, and the one I really like is Motion City Soundtracks. Commit this to memory. 
that one I thoroughly enjoy, like back to front and brings me right back to like later high school years. I remember that album. What is the what is the what is the, the art look like? I don't know what the cover. It's um I think it's kind of a, a black and white like it's a man kind of reaching forward with one arm with like a checkered skateboard shirt on and I think it's like the lead singer. It kind of looks like him. There's a ribbon kind of running across it and his head is turning into like city buildings and birds flying away. I think it's the color schemes like orange oh, yeah, and white yeah, yeah, yeah. and yellow and stuff. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Cool, that's awesome. So it could probably, like, that's one I would picture would fit into, like, a medley or, uh, of, of different things pretty well, like, working that in somehow. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, no, I think the album art thing, I just wouldn't get one for the split. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a sick, I mean, the album art's sick. It's just, uh, um, I probably wouldn't have it on me. Um permanently tattooed but um but yeah definitely drawings more than words sure yeah understandable that was just a fun <laughs> question i thought of that i like to ask people too once they get get going about their favorite band or whatever they're like oh well what would you do yeah yeah so um any any parting thoughts or, or did you want to talk about like are you still working on your your blog the um hiatus because uh I don't know if you realize, but being a fucking grad student blows. So I had to take some time off um, just because I was overstretched. Um, but um, I'm finished with my classes now, so I'm going to get back into it this semester, um, which I'm really excited because I love doing it. And like I go to shows all the time, but like having some like having to write force it like make that it's not like it's a thing that forces me to do it but it like definitely is a reason and get and kind of gets me out when mm -hmm. i'm like do i really want to go out tonight and then i'm like oh no i have to so yeah i don't know i love it um and uh i'll definitely um be getting more into that um in the upcoming weeks but yeah i don't know the music scene here is pretty awesome so i just think that like more people should know about it for sure or maybe not i don't know <laughs> keep it to yourself i mean maybe not secret. it is awesome but no i don't know i know i think that i think more people should know about it because i think that like bands should be able and artists should be able to like make money off of their art there's this idea that like music is free and it's like that's definitely like true to an extent but like you know and it's, it's great that I can go and stream things and whatnot, but I also really like being kind of like getting into a local scene where like you can see kind of more, like more of a, it's more personal people buy, you know, merch from bands because they, you know, know that band or they know that, you know, they, they've seen the people around or they're friends with them. And so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a really, it's a really cool scene, and uh, there's lots of really. I'll, I'll make you a playlist one day. There's lots of really good Bloomington artists. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, to add to your point that that you were just saying, um, I think it is important that it gets out there, at least that people kind of know about it. Like, I didn't really know there was much of an underground scene like that until you introduced me to it. So, 
um, kind of knowing that's out there as, as something to look for, like that's maybe want to go out and, and find something around here even to get into and, and kind of support up and coming artists just in a, in a different way. It's a, it's something that I don't think a lot of people would think about. Yeah. And like also when people, bands go touring, like, you know, it's good to have support kind of not just locally, but have a, have a fan base in, you know, multiple places there's a really i i mean apparently there's a a decent like hardcore scene in dc i know there's a, i've heard of a facebook group that for the dc area as far as underground shows um i've got yeah, to, you gotta I've get get to find facebook. it those facebook groups are like like how people kind of advertise shit these days which is really annoying because i hate facebook and i don't want to be on it but it's like the only way to find out about shows sometimes right but people here still flyer, which is really rad. Um, like, and we'll put them up around town if there's like a, a show happening. But obviously, it's more like efficient to just like follow the people you like and just see when they're posting a show on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still cool because then you might pick up somebody that you know has no idea what's going on. They might just see a flyer for something and say, "Hey, I should go to that." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like, especially with, like, underground scenes, um, like, in Bloomington, a lot of the shows happen, like, in basements, like, that, of houses that people live in. And I think that people, at least I've heard, um, and, like, I've experienced this as well. Like, it is obviously, like, super awkward if you haven't been, if you, like, don't know anybody at that house, or if you haven't been to that house before to like go to someone's house and be like, it's a show happen, you know, or whatever. Um, it's like, it kind of feels like you're showing up to a house party where you don't know anybody and no one's, you know, invited you. Um, but like, I think that at least here, people make like a considerable effort to like try to make the, the, it as accessible to people um, who might not like, you know, super in the scene, but like if, but yeah, it's definitely like hard to find that like unless, un until you like start getting into it a little bit it's definitely like awkward going to people's houses and like going to their basements and being like hello yeah i can imagine yeah well i can't imagine but, I, I went to one and and kind of did that but yeah i mean it's definitely awkward i mean it's also really awkward going to like a show that's like really like it's not crowded at all and there's like a couple other people on like standing up around you um it's all, I feel like it feels, it only feels awkward, like, to you, you know, like, nobody, nobody around you is like, who's that person here? What are they doing? Who are right. they? Cool. Like, all right. But... So shout out to house shows. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're rad. All right. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, hopefully you don't have, like, have to, to sift through too much of that. Um, but, um, yeah, I hope, I hope that was okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was great. I, I think that covers everything okay. that, that this is all about. So well, I, we did it. Brad. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, again, right. th thanks well, for bye. thanks for calling in, for being on the pod. And it was, it was good catching up a little bit. No worries. <laughs> Had a good time. Hey, you too. Take all care. Right, well, bye. Bye-bye.